Good morning. You're listening to the Local Procast. I'm Jesse Flores, and today I want to talk about the um, four ways to know if the val- if the keywords you're targeting for search are valuable. So when we get back, we'll dive into the four ways to know if the keywords you're choosing are valuable and worth choosing. Um, so we'll talk about that when we come back. Local businesses are the heart of their communities. Often they're the first people ask for sponsorships and are the first ones willing to give, on top of frantically trying to grow their businesses. The problem is that they're facing increasing pressure from bigger, better funded, more tech-savvy companies. So how does a less than tech-savvy business push back in order to attract, retain, and engage more of their dream customers while growing profits? That's the question that this podcast will give you the answer to. My name is Jesse Flores, and welcome to the Local Procast. Welcome back. So um, when it comes to SEO, so everyone always asks about SEO, and um, man, I'm becoming increasingly more convinced that uh, this is very difficult for somebody who's not inclined to be a marketer or inclined to be, um, you know, or has the time to do this. I'm just, I'm becoming more and more convinced that this is something you're just going to have to hire out if it's really valuable to your local business. And I'm not saying that because we offer the services. In fact, in many cases, I, I tell people who come asking for SEO services to focus on other things first, but there really is a lot that goes into, um, into search engine optimization. And today I'm just going to focus on how to know whether or not a keyword is valuable. And typically, you know, a keyword is valuable if it meets four criteria. One, that there is, in fact, real search demand for it, meaning people are actually searching for that particular term. Two, there's actual traffic potential associated with that particular keyword. Three, it's valuable for your business. Four, you have the ability to match search intent. And actually, I'm going to throw in a fifth one. Um, I know I said four, but I'm going to throw in a fifth one, which is that you actually have the ability to potentially rank for it. Okay, so... When we talk about search demand, what we're talking about is uh, do people actually search for the keyword that you want to rank for? Um, Now, the reality is that there's a significant number of Google queries every day that are brand new that Google has never seen. Um, I forget exactly what the statistic is, but they they talk about it somewhere. It's public. You can find that information by Googling it. But um, by and large, if you're going to be spending money on search engine optimization, you want to make sure you're, you're optimizing for things people are actually searching for. So the first thing is you want to know if there's actually search demand. Now, there are a couple of tools that you can use to figure this out. Um, I like to use Arefs or SEMrush. Um, You can use the Google Keyword Planner, kind of. That really is more for advertising than um, search engine optimization, but it's, it's, you know, it works fine, I suppose. Uh, Keywords Everywhere is a really great tool, but the reality is in order to figure out their search demand, you need to use some kind of tool. And for many local businesses, spending the time and energy to go and find a tool, figure out how to use it, um, understand the components of of keyword search demand is is probably, frankly, not really worth the time. It's time consuming, frankly. And so, uh, but it is the number one thing to make sure that when you're going to start an SEO campaign, you want to make sure you're going to do it around things people are actually searching for. Now, the second thing is traffic potential. Now, traffic potential is a little bit different than search demand because on average, websites or web pages rather that rank for one keyword will rank for multiple keywords. And so, um, you know, one of the things people people used to talk about in search engine optimization, and maybe this was truer 10 or 15 years ago, 
was that if you were to optimize around one keyword, you know, let's say best plumber in Lansing or something, I don't know, uh, then then you would want to you you would you would write around you would write for that page and only that page would get ranked and only for that one keyword. And the reality is is that um, Google's super smart now. It's not the same as it was 10 or 15 years ago. Uh, and generally speaking, pages that rank for one target keyword are going to rank for dozens or hundreds, maybe even thousands of other kinds of uh, other keywords. And so even though there might be, you know, let's call it only middling search demand for a particular keyword, there might be more traffic associated because, in fact, there usually will be more traffic associated because um, uh, you'll end up actually ranking for more than the one keyword you're just targeting. The other thing, though, that to know about traffic potential is that just because someone's searching for something doesn't mean that there's traffic potential for it. Let's imagine, for instance, that you wanted to look at like a, uh, you know, inches to millimeters conversion or a Fahrenheit to Celsius conversion. Um, <clears throat> that gets searched a ton of times each month, but there's no traffic potential because there's a calculator that shows up in the Google result itself that handles the problem. Okay, so traffic potential is really a function of um, do people actually does Google actually filter that offload that to um, to other sites and then what other keywords are you going to rank for as you rank for the main keyword you're trying to rank for third thing is your business potential how valuable is a particular query for your business and really this gets mapped back to your buyer's journey so um, are, are these low value meaning that they are um, actually, let's start with the, the other way. Are they, are they super high value, meaning that these are bottom of the funnel keywords where people are about ready to buy? Are they mid value? So people are kind of in the process of buying. They're trying to get more information so they can make a decision. Or are they, um, you know, low value, meaning that somebody is in a position where they're just starting to do research and there really isn't as strong, a, a, you know, they're going to be sort of more top of the funnel. Now, the reality is all three of these are important types of uh, 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 keywords that are worth targeting and, drive, and ultimately trying to get as part of your blogging portfolio because you do ultimately want to attract people at all the different levels of, um, uh, of the buying process with the ones being towards the bottom of the funnel obviously being more, more valuable. But that, you know, but typically the ones that are more towards the top of the funnel are going to be a little cheaper to acquire because you can, um, they're, they're not as competitive. And so what ends up happening is you start ranking for a bunch of top of the funnel keywords. You start getting more traffic. If your blog is optimized for conversions, which we've talked about before, that traffic gets into your list and you can ultimately start to acquire those customers for cheaper than it would be maybe if you were trying to blog for really competitive um, bottom of the funnel keywords. So, you know, it's up to you as you're looking at the different keyword options and the different traffic potential, how valuable these are. And then where are you in your business strategy? Are you trying right now to just build traffic and you don't need to drive down the cost of acquisition right away? Or do you need leads right away? Um, you know, it's really, again, that's a, that's a business decision that you need to make. And it's the third, uh, third component of choosing keywords. So the first, again, is, is there search demand? Second is uh, whether there's traffic potential. Third is whether there's business potential. Fourth is whether you can match search intent. Um, and I'll do another, a whole other thing on search intent because it's a kind of a big topic. Um, but the kind of, of content that you need to produce given different kinds of search intent is going to be different too. So for instance, let's go back to the example I mentioned of somebody converting millimeters to inches or something. Um, the search intent there is just to get a quick answer or result. Like when I'm putting that query into Google, um, I'm not trying to learn about the history of millimeters and centimeters or whatever it was, or millimeters and inches. I'm, I'm trying to just figure out what this measurement is and, and get that done quickly. 
there's different types of search intent. And so as you're putting together your keywords and you start to do some research as to who's ranking for those keywords and why, um, can you actually match the intent of the searcher that is, um, you know, trying to, so that you can ultimately provide the kind of information that Google's trying to serve to the person based on what they know about the, what the searcher is searching for. Man, that's a mouthful. So again, we'll do a whole, uh, I'll do a whole other episode just on search intent. Um, and then the final thing is whether or not you even have the ability to rank for that particular keyword. And so, you know, these are going to include factors like how many, you know, what's the domain authority that you have? Um, how many backlinks are, is it, is it going to take to be able to show up? Um, you know, these other factors, again, these are, these are factors you're not going to be able to get without using a tool like SEMrush or AREFs or Moz or any of these other kinds of things. And so, um, you know, if you're putting together your own plan, um, I think AREFs might have a, um, a free tool to help you with this, but if you're putting together your own plan, um, uh, it's, these are, the, these are really the things you need to be trying to figure out. And you're probably going to have to invest in one or more tools to answer the questions. Is there search demand? Is there traffic potential? Um, the business potential question is one only you can answer. Um, can you match search intent? And again, that's a question only you can answer based on what shows up. And then finally, do you actually think you can rank for it after you do all the work? Can you get the backlinks um, required to rank? Can you, are you, is your domain authority high enough to compete? Uh, and these are questions that only, um, that can only be answered with tools and frankly, with um, uh, some honest reflection and frankly, quite a bit of work. So uh, those are the four ways to know or five ways rather to know whether or not your keywords are valuable um, and whether or not you should pursue them in uh, in your search engine optimization um, plan. So hopefully you found this helpful. If you did, please take a second to uh, subscribe. Um, if you did not, I'd like to know that too. So uh, I can help you, uh, you know, I, so I can make this better for the future. And, you know, I'm happy to answer any questions that you might have. If you know someone else who might find this valuable, please take a second to share this with them and we will talk to you soon. Bye.